0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Honest answer is no. Again today, can we? That was, it. That was fun, but it was exhausting. <laughs> it was electric. That was... Like, that really felt like a deadline day. Yeah, it did. I mean, for the Leafs, I imagine
1: that was... Their deadline day. I can't imagine that there's too much more. Not that I think they're
0: done, but that that was the climax, I think. Well, we're not slowing down today. Next two hours, Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion, former teammate of mine in New York, will be joining us, Hall of Famer. We're going to get the buzz out of Edmonton as the Leafs and the Oilers clash. We've got two fan base, like, in seventh heaven. Yeah. Do we not? This has
1: to be the highest ratings for a regular season game, I don't know, and how long, but both fan bases are fired up. Sammy's fired up for tonight. Boys, I'm
2: walking on a sunshine today. I can't <laughs> wait. I Yeah, I think you're onto something there about the ratings and about the way people feel about this team and the way that you know, people have looked at this Leafs team for I would probably say since the Montreal collapse. Yeah. That you know, it's all, it's, you know, it's just more of the same regular season, meaningless regular season, still the same guys. Like I don't need to watch until April. That has been completely thrown out the door now that they have also well, a, so a, a quarter of their team. Well, that's the, it though. That's what I mean. Right? Cause it's like, what is this team now? I don't know what they look like. Like my dad texted me this morning. He's like, can you get me a program for tonight? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who plays for this team? How about Luke Shen missed out on getting number two by, like, a day?
1: McCabe claimed it, right? And yeah, so he's sh- going 22. Double twos. I love yeah.
0: it. All right, let's go right away to a Kippers Clipper, Sheldon Keefe, on the changes within his group.
3: Yeah, I think, I don't know if that energizes the right word, but I think they're everybody's yelling well. Wow. I mean, I think... All the guys that we brought in are just tremendous guys and and have great personalities, and that's allowed the transition to happen a lot smoother. They're all, you know, uh, Lafferty, I guess, be a little younger and less experienced, but, you know, the the guys we brought in are veteran players that uh, have been around the league a lot and, and like I said, have great personalities. So I, I, I just think the energy of our group has been excellent. Uh, away from the rank too, like not just in the building here, but you see in the hotels and uh, some of the meals and things that we've had, and we've had some off days. The guys are out and having fun together. Uh, so I've, I'm seeing, uh, frankly, seeing more of that than what we've had in the past. Uh, so that uh, that's a really good sign and shows that the guys that we've brought in, um, you know, have fit in well with the group, and, and uh, our guys have embraced them.
0: And that's gone right through the city. As you mentioned, you've gotten a few calls from people that you don't necessarily yeah. hear from. Everybody's aware that the Leafs have made changes. They don't even know what they are.
1: No. My wife was like, I heard the
2: Leafs made deals. Do I know
0: any of the names? I was like, you do not. <laughs> but
2: I, it's very exciting. Yeah, like I have buds that I wouldn't normally, you know, talk to a ton that are Leaf fans I know, and we wouldn't really talk about the Leafs. It's, It's got the casuals more back into being a non I got a window roll down today, taking my oh. kid to school. Someone f- slowed down, rolled the window down. Goes, what do you think of the moves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh,
0: yeah. And Holy <laughs> back Just, like, legit guys that you know right off the bat. We could sit here on any given year and go, Aston Reese, eh, And I know we've eh, done that. And we've done it on a number of players. Sam Lafferty. Horses. Let me tell you something. People are going fall in love with this guy. I'm shocked to hear you say that. Yeah. I honestly am. I, I I know I think he's a real pro. He's yeah. uh, diligent in his work. Uh he takes his craft seriously. Hmm. Uh this guy's a pro. Okay. And you know, to a certain extent we knew Nola Chari was going to come in and 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 be that that bonafide bottom six energy guy. Lafferty for me has the biggest kind of window mm-hmm. to to play different roles for the club and i i think when it's all said and done I uh, he's a guy that will jump over yarn crock. he will jump over uh kerfoot hmm. everybody talks about the lost speed yeah from pierre engvall well this guy's got this guy's got speed
1: you know it's interesting y- you say that about you mentioned Engvall and the speed that Lafferty brings. Um Lafferty was the one guy that I kind of a wild card for me. You know, you heard Keith just say now, like he's one you know, one of the younger guys that they'd brought in.
0: But at what, twenty seven?
1: Yeah, not <laughs> not a child. But it is funny to um you know, to look at the guys that they've brought in here now. And really I wonder if Kyle Dubas looked at this team and was like Kerfoot, Sandine, how long did he know that these guys didn't have what they wanted? How long did he know that he wanted this competitiveness, this fire? It's almost like when you finally decide to break up with someone and then all their little habits annoy you. Like, when did he know this was coming?
0: That's a good question, and I don't know if we'll ever have the answer to that. And um, whether or not it was just one of those awakenings where you just wake up one day and you go, I can't live like this. (laughs) Not working. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Or did, did Brendan, who's from everything I've gathered over the years, gave him autonomy to, to work on trades and mm-hmm. build his team. Did he kind of step in there and say, come and watch some video of the the time I won the Stanley cup in Detroit mm-hmm. with the Maltbees and the Drapers and come and watch these guys in the bottom six and, Maybe you can help us find a few more of those guys. Mm-hmm.
1: little from column A, a little from column
0: B. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is, it is just,
1: to me, I was struck by that thought today of, like, they've clearly they made a decision to pivot and to get competitive and to get a type of player. Like, did they just discover last week they needed that? Or ha- how long has it bothered them for? Anyway.
0: Hey, let's uh, just be grateful that uh, it happened. Uh, the light bulb <laughs> Went on, yeah. wouldn't Wouldn't you say that this is a bit of a heel
2: turn by Dubis? Kyle Dubis on his loyal supporters? You know, in I, terms of, like, I know I see your point. I, I know he's not like Mister. I know he's not Mister. Chart. He only thinks about charts. But I would say a lot of his really loyal defenders would be, you know, they'd be people that would defend. Let's say, just say, for example, Pierre Engvall's chart. Right and how chart. he wins he wins a lot of the minutes he's on the ice and he's got a good chart and Sandine an excellent chart as well a good chart guy yeah but this is a both of these trades that like a lot of these trades he's made are anti chart hard over chart baby big time <laughs> no so like you have to say that there is and he traded guys that he's had been loyal to which has also been a yeah. has been something that people have said that he's been overly loyal to his guys yeah. There's something there with him really changing his perception. Here. I think people, though, if you
1: really look at the moves Dubas has made, I think people would make the case that he's brought in heavy
0: before. You know, yes. he's brought in Jake oh, Muzzin and God. Kyle Clifford and, and Wayne Nick Simmons Patan and Tyler Ennis. He's
1: brought in both, but it hasn't. He hasn't not brought in big guys. Simmons, Clifford, Muzzin, like Dunne. those are
0: trades they made. Done.
1: Yeah, yeah. They didn't right. didn't pan out.
0: Passed their expiry dates. Yeah. Muzzin was when he was healthy, he was all in. We saw full value off Muzzin. Yeah. But not enough. Not enough. Um, you know,
1: whether Gio or Brody, they're a different type. They're not that they're not what we're talking about here, but they, yeah. there's no doubt. They're no there's no doubt he's gone in a different direction. Yes. There.
2: No doubt about that. Yeah, the the guys that he brought in that are the quote unquote heart guys are young and more premium. I love this
1: this is my fourth line if I'm the GM this is the type of fourth line I build it's these guys
2: are still like 27 to 30 prime, hungry skating check, fast guys.
1: hit maybe a chip in here and there yeah. but
0: yeah all right uh the change that uh, I think still caught people by surprise is Sandine out of the lineup traded to the Washington Capitals in return Gustafson and a first round draft pick Boston's pick Coming to the Toronto Maple Leaf, that in itself, I think, is a feather in Kyle's cap that he was able to address everything that he has up until this point and find a way to get his scouts a first-round pick. Let's get Sheldon Keefe on Sandine getting moved.
3: Well, I don't know if I'd say it didn't work out. I mean, he's played played a lot of hockey for us, played a lot of good hockey for us. I think it's just – it's – Situation where we've added guys and he was going to be on the outside again uh, this season and he's a young player that, you know, that uh, wants to play and has value in the league and all these kind of things and um, you know, I think that's more of a reflection of where it is you ended up, you know, obviously Kyle was able to get a first round pick and we also bring in a player that I think has a very similar skill set, but is further along in his path and is more experienced in the playoffs and uh, all those kind of things. So it's just a nature of where we're at.
1: I heard him say Rasmus was unhappy in that spiel.
0: Did you not saying? I, I think that was pretty clear from the moment he wanted a bigger contract yeah. and just that whole thing just – it never got back on the rails.
1: No, it's tough. You know, you when guys are late to camp. You know, I think you can argue, argue that Marner's worst year as a leaf was related to that, that, that Nylander's worst year as a leaf was related to it. You know, that start of the year, you got to kind of get things rolling out of the gates. It never got on track for Sandine, as you mentioned. And then he was going to be the seventh guy. He wasn't happy. He's young. He wanted more. I am shocked. He warranted a first rounder. I'll be at the 32nd overall pick. It's, Uh, The next question, though, is what does that become? And is Gustafson a part of their plans for real? I didn't know Gustafson could play both sides.
0: That's interesting. Gustafson, to me, is Sandine in the playoffs. Just that that seventh guy right now. After everything we've seen out of Kyle, I'm not sure this is it. You're not, eh? uh, Probably about 80% there, but I think there's still some wiggle room where... With this change of philosophy all of a sudden, out of Kyle and Brendan and Sheldon that you know, what are they thinking about Hall today? Are you comfortable right now mm-hmm. with Justin Hall and Morgan Riley
1: so first thing that came to my mind as you were talking just now could,
0: is if could 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 you flip out Justin Hall his two million dollar cap hit and maybe upgrade a, a tad because you do have some wiggle room now.
1: Yeah. Do they have much? Uh, well, I guess if you send a guy down or something right now, if you activate Murray and send wall down, you have about a million bucks, 900 to a million. So there's that to begin with. That is enough for Matthew Nyes, but then there's another body, you know, does someone have to go down to make room there? As we mentioned, they have nine D. like something kind of feels like it has to happen here. But I did think of Hall as you were talking there. So I made the D pairs today and tried to figure out yeah. what it looks like. I'll, I, I'll admit that Hall is a little bit of a sticking point. Yeah. Because you do Riley with, who do you like him with? I like him having someone who's defensively responsible, like Brody. Some people may say McCabe there, but then your next pair, if you do Riley Brody, is maybe McCabe-Hall which is your closest you can get to what Muzzin Hall was, and then Geo Lilligren or Geo Shin is kind of how that looks.
0: Yes. You know? I'm with you. I I don't think there's... It's like McCabe-Hall uh, is your second
1: pair or shutdown pair? I don't it's, know.
0: It's McCabe-Brody or McCabe-Riley. Right.
1: Uh, and if it's McCabe-Brody, which I love and would love to be a shutdown pair for them, then you have Riley-Hall. <laughs> you have Riley-Lilligren. Hmm. Riley Shen, no. You know, Riley Hall is really your only option there. So,
0: I think you would get a lot more excited if if Morgan looked more like Morgan. Yeah,
1: I would. But I feel like he needs some protection right now, which is, you know, love. But it it could be wrong there. You could find it. Other people may disagree on how they feel about Morgan Riley, but... He plays a certain way, and he has played best with Ron Hainsey and Zaitsev and Brody over guys that he needs to look after. All right, let's
0: go to Sheldon Keefe on on so many defense.
3: It's no different, really, for me than where we were at last season. You know, last season at the deadline we added Giordano and Labushkin shortly before that. So it's n- not entirely different uh, for our group. We have lots of competition, lots of support for the group if there's injuries or whatever the case might be. Lots of uh, options for me. Uh, we got guys with, you know, you look at the, the guys we talked about yesterday uh, that we added. You know, they, they they both have far different skill sets. That can bring a lot to our group when we mix them in. So it's... Uh, it's a good problem for me to have, um, and again, I think specifically with Shen and Gustafson, you got two guys that have been in this position before in terms of coming in and playing on on real good teams and playing deep in the playoffs, and um, you know, and moving in and out of the lineup, all these kind of things. So, um, you know, it's it's a, like I said, it's a good problem for me to have, and, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll find ways to get everybody involved.
0: Luke Shen's going to be uh, a An interesting storyline for me. Yeah. A couple years ago, you had a guy that could clear waivers. Nobody was going to look at twice. He was able to go back to Tampa Bay, play this role beautifully.
1: Yeah.
0: Earn a Stanley Cup. Then he ends up in Vancouver. Logs a lot more minutes. Finding himself beside Quinn Hughes. I got killed for
1: saying Hughes needed a better partner last year. Vancouver fans loved him with Hughes.
0: Loved him. Now, has he he put himself in a position to come here and and forget about, like, replacing possibly Lilligren as a six? Could he step in and and take Hull out with Morgan Riley?
1: That's interesting. It's really interesting because I did just mention the type of guys that Riley has had success with. And Shan obviously did with uh, Hughes. that's something that's I didn't even consider as an option. Different you look.
0: Right hand you keep your right handed shot and you all you do is just get somebody out there that could punish guys yeah. every opportunity he gets.
1: And I know people were critical of Labushkin getting the minutes he did with Riley last year, but I think Labushkin only played fifteen minutes a game despite playing with Riley. Like they kind of found oh. ways around that oh we did crush some guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had uh, a couple things there that Sheldon mentioned. One is that they had familiarity with going in and out with teams, so I think they'll know that they are not coming here to be constant mainstays. But the other thought is last year going to playoffs against Tampa Bay. Do you remember the lineup they started in in games one and two? It was the fourth line, it was the guys. It was Wayne Simmons, Kyle Clifford. Yeah. It was it was their biggest, heaviest guys. I remember, Sheldon had the quote. He was like. I think there's going to be a lot of pain, or I think there's going to be whatever it was that put the refs Violence. on notice. Violence is what he said. So that's
0: why they started those guys. And then what? Spets ended up there later on in the series? Yeah.
1: So my point is I wonder if in round one or games one and two, Luke Shen starts in, Lilligren draws in later in the series as maybe things calm down and become a hockey
2: match more than Intimidation Fest. It's not a bad thought. It's not I don't a know. bad thought. No, yeah. I, I don't mind that. But I. To have Luke Shen come in and play with Morgan Riley right away, that is, uh, that's is—that's one to get the, the brain around, Kipper. Well, I but just, that's
1: why it still doesn't quite fit. I don't it, know.
0: It, it's it's a lot more realistic today than it would have been two years ago. What, seven years ago? Were they both here seven right? years ago? Probably. Five, four years ago? Yeah. Five years ago? Yeah. No, but, like, I- listen, there's some... night. You don't know which Justin Hall you're going to get. That's mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm that's yeah
1: and, and this may be a Dubas shanahan battle because let me tell you the fancy stats on shen this year they don't like them yeah and justin hall continues to kind of grade out fairly well by that stuff you know defending the blue line and stuff that shen hasn't done particularly well this another
2: heart versus chart battle
1: wow. it's a it's a huge heart and, versus chart battle
0: listen there's gotta say it there's a f- There could be a major foot speed issue here with Shen. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, you do have to say it.
0: Now you're you're playing the top lines. Great point.
1: Yeah, you can play it with Quinn Hughes when you're playing the bottom sixteen teams as well. You're not playing Tampa every single night. That's
0: that. A lot of teams weren't willing to go third rounder for for a guy that they perceived as a sixth or seventh defenseman. That was a bit of a delay. I don't Vancouver.
1: Yeah, was it? I don't hate the cost on Shen. I think a third rounder for a guy that could be a six seven on well, the, a playoff run is fine. The trade basically ended up being Pierre Angval
2: for Luke Shen. So
1: I do hate this, by yeah. the way, and I, I and Luke Shen or uh and No well, I, it's a crummy return for Engval. That may be his worst deal in this whole thing.
0: Uh, Engval's a legit 15, 20 goal scorer now. Is he's he twenty six
1: years old. He's plays fifteen, sixty yeah. minutes a night. He's scored fifteen goals three years in a row. PK's yeah. he I mean, he's an effective heart chart guy. I, he's He's not
0: a throwaway hockey player. He's not, and but, a
1: third rounder for him in twenty twenty four. I'm kind of underwhelmed. Zero
0: reputation. No for one wants him. Helping me win in the playoffs. There, Listen, no,
2: I understand that the, the market's amount, not there for him. The amount of times I've spent on this show and Leafs talk and any show I've ever been on in the last four years harping on. For Engvall, oh, I know. I'm not, not going to sit behind the glass here and say it was a bad trade for him. Like, I, I, I mean, I've seen
1: people say if you traded Engvall for a seventh, the Leafs would so, be happy. It's yes. the
0: cap space they got back, right? On, on occasion, on this show, we have had Sheldon lead a Kippers Clipper with talk of Engvall.
2: We
1: do. I hate this
0: guy. I think, <laughs> I think we we could put that to bed and call this the final Kippers Clipper from Sheldon.
3: On Engvall. I love Let's have Kerford listen. will go into that spot and Aston Reese will will go back playing with in with a so we'll look at that. Obviously, you know, Pierre's the guy's played good hockey for us and you know there's some things that he does for us that we'll we'll miss. Um, you know, <laughs> at the same time we've added guys, you know, Lafferty in particular that will help us with in, in the speed department that we'll lose with Pierre there. Um, you know, again I mean, you're, you're making the moves like we have. You know, we were able to to add a lot without losing roster players. But you know, between adding others and managing the salary cap, the reality is that you're going to have to to lose some guys. But uh, you know, certainly thrilled with the, with the guys that are coming in.
0: Okay, now I get to break down everything he's ever said about Angvall. So basically what I got out of that clip was, yeah, there'll be some things that um, we'll miss, and there's going to be a lot of other things that we won't miss. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. we won't miss that, and we won't miss that, and that, and that. Yeah, well, we'll miss the short list. (laughs) We're not going to miss this long list of things that drove us
1: crazy.
3: Yeah, Yeah. just move on.
1: That's about it. You know, the $2.2 that comes back with Engval. The frustration ends. I, you know, I, I said today on Twitter, I like the trade for the Islanders. He's he'll be a fine ad for them, but they have a lot of guys that play like the Leafs just brought in. Competitive veteran guys. The
0: Leafs need less angle.
1: Bye, Felicia.
0: That's exactly what I was looking for for Pierre. See you later. See you later. Uh, are we done on the D? Anything else you want to add? Is there a thought uh, if we go back real quick on on the D seventy?
1: I don't love it, let's see what Sheldon has to say about it
3: yeah, I don't love it but it's it's an <laughs> option for sure. i don't think it's it's not it's not option a but uh if, i mean the wind will rule anything out you know, whatever whatever um whatever uh, the games call for or whatever the situation might be. Like I said, because we've got uh, lots of different skill sets on the back end especially, we've got, we've got, you know, Gustafson's a bit of a power play specialist and, uh, you know, you've got that. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely options there. Gustafson, Gustafson and McCabe can both play the right side as well as the left in addition to Brody. So we've got lots of flexibility there.
1: Lots of flexibility. Them all being able to play the right side is very interesting to me. You know, just because you have so many options in terms of who can go where. I just, I'm curious what they think of Gustafson. I have no sense for it. He mentioned PP specials. He's playing 22 minutes a night yeah.
0: on a competitive yeah. team. The only thing is, is if, dare I say it, another consecutive year where the power play falters a little bit. Right and he's not in your lineup do you as your only alternative is sheldon keeps only alternative is to go with five forwards like where is his option if he says morgan's so struggling smart. yeah you're so smart yeah no that's 100% it and they, that's got that is something that has to be in the back of his mind yeah. that okay if, if we're telling people that this guy is everything Sandine is, but maybe even better on a power play. Well, I, I can't summon them up from the press box. Yeah, our pal the Oak Leafs
1: on Twitter tweeted a while ago that the Leafs have had eight potential series clinching playoff games since eighteen nineteen. They could have won a, a, a playoff series eight different times, and they have gone over 2 0 for 3 over for one over for one over for 4-0 for 2 over for one over for 3 in those games on the power play.
0: That's a big deal.
1: You And they've lost five of those games by one goal. Oh, my God. That's that a big is... deal. You cannot tell me if they're 0 for 11 through three or four games yeah. that Eric Gustafson is not going to handle the pill at the top of the 1-3-1. So uh, we're going to see it over the next 22 games, almost certainly to get a look for, for him of what it's like to work with Matthews and Marner on the flanks.
0: So who comes out? Well, in that instance, it's Morgan, right? Morgan. No, no I'm talking about the lineup. Oh, for D, You've for got D, to dress yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or is that your 7 and maybe well, 11?
1: Oh, I hate that. I hate that. But yeah, no, I see your point. So, I would like to see, if he played the right side, can he play with Gio? Can you do a third pair of Gio Gustafson and let Gustafson play PP minutes? And
0: no Lilligren.
2: No Lilligren, yeah. But Lilligren's been way too good this year. We're talking like it's last year Lilligren.
0: Like he's on has he been
2: the, way too good? He's he's on the ice at the end of games for the Leafs. He's like a key player. He's been yeah.
0: incredibly important. Like I don't think you, you really, in, in all honesty, you're really hoping that Lilligren just finds another gear. Yep. And that means he's legit seventeen twenty minutes a night.
1: That's maybe your eleven seven scenario. Is that yeah. Lilligren is playing great? through three or four games, he's playing shutdown minutes. He's second PK pair and you go, we can't take him out. We got to get Gustafson in. You know, maybe Zach can sit one out. Old Aston Reese can sit out a game and we go
0: 11-7. Alright, in 20 minutes, we're going to have Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion. He'll be joining us to help tee up the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. New faces, new numbers. Be a I'm lot of fun tonight. Meaning that uh, there's some new guys that they're gonna to have to find a way to fit in real quick. Let's get Sheldon Keith on. Uh, on whose responsibility is that?
3: Well, there's no, there's no doubt that I have, I have a role in leading that and and, and trying to. Um, Trying to allow those things to happen, basing you know, in terms of how we how we manage our practices, how we manage our off days, our scheduling, those kind of things. So more so, just trying not to get in the way, or trying to facilitate some things that, that will allow uh, different things to happen. You know, we've already you know just the other day in uh, in Seattle, was, you know, we wanted it to be an off day mainly because we you know we needed you need the rest, and it's a long trip, and all these things. But you want the guys to be spending time together. Um, so those kind of things are important, but I think it is the players, you know, that um, are most important in terms of how they welcome guys. And I you know I think, uh, you know, the Springsteen concert the other night, I think it was, it was uh, the new guys coming in. Uh, they didn't have much choice. They were told that you're coming to the concert. And, and, uh, and I think everybody had a good time. It was a perfect way to welcome new guys.
1: Nothing like, can you imagine if they win a cup? The boss is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf legend forever. It'll be the new goal song. It'll be all boss songs.
2: Would you say the Leafs have hungry hearts? <laughs> the Hungry charts, no more. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, Listen, if the, I, if the Leafs changed their goal song to Born to Run, you would have no issues from my. Wouldn't skip a beat, yeah. would you? No, I yeah. wouldn't mind that at all. See, I already
0: think that this team has a, a real legitimate shot of of looking like a close-knit group. And I've heard the sound bites the last few years of this team being really tight and loving each other. I just called BS right from the get-go. If I don't see it, if it doesn't pass the eye test for me on the ice, don't even breathe a word of how close you guys are off the ice. Yeah. And we never really saw that out of this group that Kyle put together the last two or three, four years. Yeah. Now... With the way they play, and you—you you got guys that wear their hearts on their sleeve. Now you've got a chance to be to show people that you're close.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I even think that in some of the quiet moments, they they seem to have brought in guys that are talkers, energy guys that have some experience in these bigger moments and don't get quiet and wilt. I think to Jason a poor guy, trying to get the Leafs going sometimes is a. Guy in the fourth line going out there mucking, like you'd rather have some kid running around.
2: And, you know, I think there's something to the wake-up call factor of this trade as well, right? Like in terms of, you kind of alluded to it there, Kipper, but I mean, not to make a cross-sport reference here, and we're not sure how this is going to work with the Jays, but, you know... Vladdy was really tight with Teoscar and with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and they traded both of those guys and brought in different guys that are better defensively, maybe a little grittier guys. Like there are parallels here mm-hmm. that you bring in, you just kind of shake up the apple cart and see that you mean business. Like I think that part yeah, we of we talked it,
1: about to Chris Pronger. Sorry, was just yeah, no, to no, say, no. Chris Pronger talked about bringing in Brad May and what that meant to the yeah. Anaheim Ducks. You've talked about bringing in Matto yeah.
0: and Noonan
1: to to the Rangers. Yeah. You know, like there are certainly instances of guys getting team's getting some guys like this at the deadline and it helping. I know some people are asking, is it too much? Have they done too much? I'm always going to lean hard on no here because the core is the same. The the people who are going to make this team go are the same. If they bring them to this close again, there are enough people around them that they can help get them through now. Like I feel like, if you change the core of a team, you change the chemistry, the locker room, whatever. But this is still Matthews. It's still Marner. It's still Nylander. It's still Tavares and Morgan Riley. It's still their team. Ryan O'Reilly can make some claim to it, maybe, but
0: yeah, I think he he can make more than just some claim. Think so? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I just think that uh, that Ryan now has the ability to go in that room and you know and go up to it. Tavares and say, Hey, listen, we need more hair. I'm I'm going to not necessarily. I need, I'm going to show you the way. Yeah. I'll show you the way. I know you've struggled in your career this time of year. Come on. uh, Follow me. Yeah. Not the other way around.
1: He's also, there's five guys who've been there. He's, he's the old vet. Now there's a whole bunch of new guys who's come after him. He's probably showing them the way around the dressing room. Like there's probably some feeling that he's been here
2: for, I don't know. What's it been? Two weeks. Yeah, he's the fifth most tenured guy in the lease now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it feels like
2: it. <laughs> Trade feels like a life ago.
0: So what do we expect the next 48 hours here?
2: I, can I uh, – we've been positive here talking how excited we are. Can I put you guys in the trust tree here for a second? Well, and before we do it, do you want to end on positivity with Ryan O'Reilly's
0: c- quote and then we yeah, can well, have it? Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's throw that in because uh, we do have one more Kippers Clipper on, uh, Our on Ryan O'Reilly and what he thought of uh, – what he's witnessed so far out of Kyle Dubas this week. Um, well, I think, yeah, I think we're you know, we're all in. And that's, you know, I that's the group and consensus around. And like I said before, that's an exciting thing. You know, it's, um, you know, we've got a great game here or a great team here and, and a lot of good pieces. And it's time to put in the work and, and start building it.
1: We're all in, baby. And don't you love the follow-up? It's time to put in the work? Yes. That's very captainly. You
0: know, the other thing that, uh, you know, shouldn't be brushed under the carpet is the fact that there is some breathing room with a, a salary cap right now, and everybody said that you're going to have to, you know, replace Jake Muzzin's five point six, and essentially what he did was replace it with McCabe at a third of that price. Yeah. So, you know, if Jake McCabe comes in and does play somewhat of a of a Muzzin role, you've really freed up a lot of money right now to make a. Make it at least a a legitimate negotiation to sit, to to get Ryan O'Reilly signed on a new deal, hmm. or yeah. Lafferty.
1: Yeah, well, they, Lafferty's they, got another year. Achari. Oh, he's got one more year at one, one one five. Yeah, one well, less oh, than that. maybe I'm
0: Ch- Achari. Yes. Chari. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Chari. If if it works out well, if yeah. these guys show that uh, you know they're worthy of of letting this thing r- run for the next few years, there's going to be a lot more wiggle room for the, for. For a cap that's going up, mm-hmm. to, to to make sure that these guys weren't just rentals.
1: Yeah, I, a lot hinges on Jake McCabe and how he plays. I, I want you were about to let us into the trust tree, uh, and I hate to stop stop you there. So uh,
2: no, no, I was just I. Part of me wishes that the Leafs. Did I think the, I know where you're going. Did the Corpusallo Gavrikov instead? Yeah. I knew Shen. you were
0: going to go because it has to be said that the one place we think they're still vulnerable. As maybe the most important position in the
1: sports. Yeah. I want to fight back against people who are saying the least goaltending situation is not a problem because <laughs> yeah. well they just don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. But but Samsonov has played well this year and he is their starting goaltender and he is going to be in game one of playoffs. That's great. No problem there. But goalies get hurt. And you know, Marc-Andre Fleury pulled Matt Murray through when Matt Murray won the Stanley Cup. Uh, who pulled uh, Holtby through? It was Grubauer when Washington won the Cup, winning a
2: whole series. We had Scott Darling on yesterday, who did it for Corey Crawford. You need a backup goalie in case your goalie gets hurt. Listen, and you can't do it to Joel Walls. He has six
1: NHL games. He's played seventeen games all year.
0: How closely did you watch Calgary and Boston last night? Watched the first Mary. two periods, and then my eyes got. I am heavy. watching the Boston Bruins that had no business being in that they game. Got filled in. And I am watching off-the-charts goaltending out of Allmark. Yeah. Like, stupid good. Yes. That was... And Samsonov's been good this year. Been awesome. Top ten. But you're talking about now Samsonov to go up against Vasilevsky and Allmark, who have shown long stretches where they are stupid good. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, 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 Vasilevsky also plays 60 games a year. He's the most durable goalie and, and, in hockey. You know, and there are some nights when he, he could let him three in the first period like he did last night against uh, yeah. Florida, and it's the game's perfect. over. But that guy could be worth two wins in a best of seven by himself. Mm-hmm. And the question is, if they need a 60-minute a effort of Samsonov to win by himself... Can he do it? I don't know, but they have to live with that cuz you can't really improve
1: on him unless you're t- you you want to get weird and start saying first a uh, first nice will do we we'll, so you know like this no 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 it's, I know. it's
0: not there's no makeup sex here at the trade deadline. Right. It was Eckols sorrow did, did you did you leave yourself vulnerable the last two or three years, you know? Sure. Even with even if you go back, past Jack Campbell, you know, there's there, there's that one there's that one area where you can go, hey, you never got it right. And,
1: you know, I had no problem with Freddie Anderson as a he was decision. You know, going into the playoffs, he had had great regular seasons, great career. He, to me, was a fine decision. Since then, it's been questionable. But I just need someone who can at least... The idea that Joe Wohl could come in if he had to and be the same as the next guy that you might get at the deadline. I don't like that. It doesn't respect the position of goaltending enough to me and the pressure of Toronto and having to play well in those moments against Tampa. It's not fair to that guy and his development either. So I just want to see them have a backup guy. Quibble, you like with Samsonov and the big pitcher and the Leafs past? Yeah. I just think they need some insurance in case something happens to a guy who's been hurt once already this year.
2: And so, but are we just completely throwing the trust on Murray out the window? You can't. Lean on it. For me, it's just, I can't, I, you're right. It's a trust thing, not about his ability
1: to play, but about his ability to be available. Is... And frankly, if he plays, I'm also still.
0: There's nothing out of uh, Edmonton today that suggests that uh, Matt Murray may play tomorrow night? Nothing has been said. Crickets on Matt Murray. It has to play. Do we assume right now they are looking around? I do. How can I... you not?
1: Right. And I also wonder if they would conceivably trade Murray with an asset would someone want to see Murray play just
2: to know he can play like would they want to play him Thursday night how, how are you not blowing up whoever's running nationalist phone to get Saros if you're Duis?
0: He's, He's got, got another year at four point six million. Keep that in mind, right? Oh, you've gone this. That's, yeah, that's pretty. That, that's a pretty number.
2: Yeah, you is, go. You go.
1: Sorrows wool at that point and say, okay, now kid, time to figure well, no, it out.
2: no, you, you've gone this far doing
0: all this stuff to your team. Like, would 10. you give up Boston's first and uh, Born your, child? your your uh, your first. For, Boston's
1: first and your first for sorrows.
0: Yeah, done deal. All day long. Let's go ten times. <laughs> time. Let's go all day long. And Can then you fit and, it in and, and then then now weird. you've got.
1: Then you got to trade Murray with something though, and then it's more and. Bleh. No, no, Murray would
0: have to go back to, to Nashville. Nashville
1: with that. They'd have to eat She's that. He's Murray in two firsts. Good but, luck to. They got Askarov on the way. They got a guy they love. Yeah. Just you know behind I, Soros.
0: Uh, I know we got a big things. little community in Nashville too. I don't know how many. I don't know how. Uh, uh, uh keith urban is it yeah uh, i'm He's not sure he may cash in his season tickets next year <laughs> i'm not going to I'm watch i'm not going to watch matt murray <laughs> I, it just
2: if you do all these incredible moves and i am loving goaltending stinks it just is an indictment it's like i just i, I have a hard time believing that we're going to be sitting here doing our show at three o'clock with uh paul bisonette in studio that day by the way on, oh, yeah. uh, on friday what do we like for a, a- Segment testing, yeah. yeah, great. Um, and we're sitting here talking with the Leafs goaltenders be, goal being Samsonov, Wall, and Murray still. Boys, I, I got to say that it's 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 a failure. I love that.
1: I, I, I like that it's a stance, and I feel, I don't know, I, I guess I don't know if I feel it's a failure outright, because what if Matt Murray just gets healthy and is good, but
0: not, it's just too I, big I'm a gamble for me. I'm not me. on that. Yeah. Thank right you. The... Corpus Salo to LA feel like. Uh, How about bailing on John Quick yeah. at the end of his ten-year deal but or did, whatever it's did been? Corpus Salo, like, did you really think that that he was he was uh, LA? LA had Corpus Salo as their first choice uh, after weeks of looking for a goalie, or is that just like settling?
1: I don't know. I'd, I would have settled
0: for Corpus You're Allo. Yeah. I'm not settling for John I'm, Quick. I'm by the, the one way, that's not a fan of Corpus yeah. yeah. I mean, was a few years ago yeah, in the bubble. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of blue jackets people were at that time. All right. Uh,
0: but let, just before we go to break yeah. here. So they didn't really, didn't sound like they really were like in constant communication with Jonathan Quick about this. No. He was told after, after the game. That basically he's, he's going to Columbus? Yeah.
1: Like what? You know, they're going to make the playoffs. He's been there for 10 years. He's won cups with them. Everyone is so careful with Kane Man. and the reputation and, you know, how he leaves Chicago. He's going to get a statue. He's going to get his yeah. number retired. And they just punted him to get slightly better in goal in a team that's never going to win the cup this year? Ah, that was ruthless, boy. Cutthroat.
0: That was. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I mean,
1: it's the right decision. The team's better today than yesterday not really a great way to deal with one of your all-time greats.
2: You
1: know, a Hall of Fame guy presumably.
2: It's like trading Kane to the Coyotes.
1: Right. Just saying, hey, we got a pick for you. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Okay, break. we'll take a quick break uh we- Kevin Lowe is going to join us after the break. We're going to tee up the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers in the second hour. Gord Stellick, oh my God, he's just got to be dripping happy. Give
1: me juice. Stop, boys.
0: <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> <laughs> Can you be electrocuted if you're drippy happy?
1: You're more likely to be, as my understanding.
0: <laughs> All right, Gord Stellick in the second hour. Wow. How many viewers on YouTube today, Sammy? 2,600 right now. Wow. Very impressive. Okay, we need thumbs up out of a lot of them. Let's do it. All right. Can you get it up around five 500 thumbs up for the work of Kyle Dubas? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll, we'll find out WWE. after the break. You're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Born.
4: Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Yes, it is the Real Kipper and Born show and we've got a dandy of a hockey game tonight. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh Kevin Lowe joins us now, Lowe Z. How are you, pal?
5: I'm doing great. Looking forward to the game.
0: Oh my goodness! This one has a much different feel. Like, uh, you know, a lot was made out of advertising on the jerseys. Will we have name tags as well? <laughs>
5: yeah, I tell you, the uh, the managers are are throwing away picks and prospects like drunken sailors. It's pretty pretty amusing, but uh, I know the fans love it and. I know everyone's looking forward to seeing the new players out there tonight. So let's talk a little bit
0: about uh, the one that uh, Kevin, uh, Ken Holland was able to land in Ekholm. Uh, no question, the last few years, uh, the modern-day uh, Kevin Lowe, right? Stay at home, mind the net, uh, get a little dirty every once in a while. You, you must be loving watching him come to the Edmonton Oilers.
5: Oh, I sure am, yeah. He... In fact, I was, you know, looking at his stats, and and they they're quite similar to my stats. Uh, not a ton of offense, but enough that he's not just strictly a shutdown guy. You know, he jumps up in the play, but six four two fifteen, and and he plays a heavy game. He's he's been noticeable in the years that we've watched uh, the Predators, and uh, so that's a that's a big piece. The Oilers really needed, uh, you know, they had puck moving on the back. Darnell Nurse has been carrying, you know, more than the load on the shutdown part that he probably needed to. So just a great pickup for Kenny Holland. And the piece I really liked uh, Kipper was that uh, hearing Ekholm speak about the opportunity and come. And I mean, any, any player in the league have a chance to play with McDavid and dry And the Oilers are, you know, got a chance to do some damage in the playoffs. It was, it was nice to hear him, uh, you know, pumped to come to Edmonton.
1: You know, here in Toronto, we've been watching trades happen. And, you know, we, we meet in the studio here once a day and go, is it enough? Is it enough? And Dubas keeps me- making moves. We go, Is it enough? That's the question for the Oilers here. They, they look like uh, pretty good D pairs on the back end. Nurse and Cc, maybe Ekholm, Bouchard, Broberg, Kulak. Is it enough for their decor or for their team in general, the, the, the Ekholm deal, to make you think that Ken Holland is done at the deadline?
5: Well, I don't know if he's done, but I would say the defense looks pretty good to me, Uh, and particularly because Broberg's really come along. I mean, if if Broberg gets a chance to play with Ekholm, that's going to be massive. You know, Uh, Broberg's a big kid. I mean, he's not filled out yet, but he's really, you know, to me, he's got the potential to be, uh, I don't want to say headman in Tampa, but, you know, he's... He's going to be a type of player that can play a lot of minutes, maybe Lindholm and uh, Lindbaum in uh, in Boston right now. So uh, And then Darnell is a good shutdown guy. Bouchard's a really good power play. No, they have a little bit of everything, so I think they're fine on defense. But I, I know that Kenny Holland, I mean, it's never over till it's over, and he's already looking for some players. I think they need some. They need a little bit of grit on the bottom six. Costin uh, has been a big addition, and, of course, when Vander Kane's back in the lineup, they do have – more grit in the forward group but I, if you were asking me and i'm not making the decisions anymore i like to see a little more grit and a little more experience in the bottom six
0: hey losey um when it comes to like jack campbell there's no question uh you know a lot of people have been disappointed with uh, the consistency and uh, yes he's shown that uh, he's uh been erratic in terms of uh uh his play. But what does like at home do? What does restructuring a blue line do for goaltenders, especially the ones that uh, play like at home or or you, uh you know, in your
5: day? Well, I think it you, you know, there's there's a less there's you know, it's a little less hectic in the in the D zone, you know. You're you're seeing shots coming from where the goal is expected and not that you know, not that our defense was completely porous, but When you think of Tyson Berry, Tyson was playing great, by the way. I really liked that, the way he played this year. But when you have, to me, when you have Berry and Bouchard in the same lineup, you know, the Rangers came in here a couple weeks ago. They got some big forwards. Our guys really had a tough time shutting them down in the D zone. A little too much offensive zone time in our end. And and by having a guy like Ekholm, uh, those guys can shut that down. So... But you know, relative to your point about Jack Campbell, like it's amazing. I mean, in the last 12 games, I think he's lost one game in regulation, and yet uh, you know, the, I think the knock on him right now is everyone's waiting for you know when the game is five four to just to make that last save like Grand Fear has, and and I think he's going to be fine. I think you know they're probably going to be a shared uh, Skinner uh, Campbell tandem come playoff time, and I, I I think with with what we have offensively. And adding Ekholm, uh, you know that that was a big addition. I, I think the Oilers are going to be able to make some damage. Uh, certainly in the West, uh, of course, the East looks pretty powerful right now. But those guys are going to beat each other up. Uh, you can imagine someone's going to lose between Tampa and, and and Toronto. And I don't like the looks of that for either of those organizations because they've given up so much. But I, that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles, and and we'll see what happens. You know,
1: watching this Oilers team this year, I mean, for years, McDavid has been McDavid. He's been the best player in the NHL. This year, though, he's 25 points of ahead of the next best player in terms of points. He's got 50 goals and only three players in the league have limped over 40. That's the part I wanted to ask you about is the goal scoring. What are you seeing that looks so different this year in terms of being able to be the league's best goal scorer, not just point getter?
5: Yeah, it's. I mean, he's, He's just getting better all the time. And the great ones do, you know. But I I would say that probably Connor and I haven't talked to him about it, but it seems pretty evident. I don't want to say he has a shoot-first mentality like like goal scores, but you can tell that he's not hesitating when he gets the opportunity. He's always been such a great playmaker and done that his whole life. Uh, But I think he he realized now that teams recognize that. And, And, you know, Wayne Gretzky did the same thing in his career, uh, you know, teams are trying to take away Yari Curry and take away Tickenen. And then Gretz just took the advantage and put him in the back of the net. And I think that's what Connor's doing. And he can really shoot the puck. I mean, he's going to end up scoring probably 65 this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he scores 70 in the years to come.
0: Losey, the other night when he did score his 49th and 50th goal, um, after the game, the one thing that I noticed is... You know, he, he didn't show the joy of a guy that hit a magic number of 50. And uh, he certainly came across uh, disappointed, first and foremost, for the loss, which totally I get. But I, I, I sensed more of it, to be honest with you. And I just wanted to get your thoughts and, you know, being in Edmonton and, and knowing Connor the way he is. But, you know, is is there a part of him the other night that maybe gets a little frustrated that, you know the team lost by a goal. He scored two and yet it still wasn't enough. And, um, you know, maybe a little frustrated at, uh, the thought that he does need to score two goals every night to keep the team in the game or, or, or what, but I just noticed, man, that, that guy should have been happier, uh, hitting such a amazing milestone.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did see him smile, which is, uh, <laughs> 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 which, uh, what's going on here? Sorry.
0: No, no problem. Is is that just the intensity of Connor McDavid?
5: Uh, sorry, I was just getting an emergency an Alberta emergency alert in my in my uh, AirPod, So no, another uh, trade maybe. Yeah. yeah, 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 trade. No, no, let me let me touch on that. I mean, Connor, you know, Wayne was the same way. Wayne, you know, the records came and he, you know, he was scoring all the time. It was great. He wanted to win a cup. The cup was the most important thing, and that's the way Connor is right now. I think he's having lots of fun. I think he sees the team as much better. Hey, that was a heck of a game against Boston. A little, you know, one little bad break. Both teams went toe to toe at each other, and and, uh, and and I think if anything, it showed that the Oilers are right there. Boston's, pardon me, but Boston's the best team in the league right now, and uh, it was a heck of a game. So I don't think he's frustrated. I think he'll be excited about this trade. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know that the Oilers are going to have a good run in the playoffs. The West doesn't appear, appear to be as difficult as the East. And, uh, you know, once you get in, and guys like that take it to another level. They had the experience of last year, and that means a lot. And, uh, I you know, I'm not around Connor a lot, but I do see him from time to time. And I think he's pretty comfortable the way things are and pretty confident in in, in the group that he has.
1: You know, their, their first round opponent is still very much up for grabs. They're four points out of the division lead Vegas, uh, ahead, uh, LA ahead and Seattle ahead all by just a, a few points. There is, uh, is any team in the Pacific scare you when you're looking at the Oilers? I, I personally like Edmonton's lineup the best, but, um, you know, three pretty good teams that they still could draw in round one.
5: Yeah. You know, the team that played them really hard last year was Los Angeles and, and, um, you know, against all the other teams. And I guess it's always, you know, Calgary. We haven't seen Winnipeg much this year. We play them uh, a couple of games back to back this weekend. So see how they've improved. But uh, no, they're all, they're all beatable teams. um, uh, No question. And and, uh, they, you know, anyone like Dallas likes to play offensively and so does Vegas, Um, you know, Seattle, I, I think they've had a great year, but I, I don't see them being a, you know, uh, a team that the orders should have to fear. So the West has never been more wide open and, uh, it, you know, it's a year. I'm sure that's what Kenny Holland's thinking when he made the move for Ekholm. And if he does make another move that, uh, got to take an advantage of it while, well, you know, while, while it's here. Losey,
0: everybody watched, uh, Calgary kind of regrouped tree living. I mean, how surprised are you that, uh, they're on the outside looking in because we just figured this year it would be, uh, the Oilers and, and Flames going toe-to-toe right to the, the bitter end here, but that hasn't been the case.
5: Yeah, it hasn't, but uh, they played a heck of a game last night, but which has kind of been their season. I mean, they completely dominated Boston and, and managed to, to lose in overtime. I mean, the shots were 57 to yeah. 20 or 18 or something. It was crazy. I watched a lot of that game. I can't quite figure it out. They just you know how it is some years you just you, you don't get the team confidence all going at, in the right way at the, at the same time and you don't get on a little run where you bang off you know eight of nine games type of thing where you where you get your mojo and uh, you know that's probably they've they've bounced back on on you know the markstrom was their guy and then they've gone to the other guy and the other guy's not doing so they bouncing back to the markstrom so hey listen i've Tough enough trying figuring out the Oilers. I, I can't figure out the Flames, but I don't mind seeing them where they are. Let's put it that way.
1: We had uh, Zach Hyman on our show yesterday. Um, you know, looking up his stats this season. I think he's 14th in the NHL in points, or maybe it was 19th. Either way, it was like you know, 69 points in 60 games uh, at five and a half million. Tell tell us about the addition of Hyman and what yeah. he's done for the Oilers. I mean,
5: he, uh, listen. I don't want to. You know, rub it in. Oh, lead go fans, for it! But, uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, this guy's been, or uh, as was advertised. I mean, he's he's there. You, know, you can't, you won't find a more quality guy. So that's for me is always a big thing. Wonderful, uh, you know, off the ice, everything he does in the dressing room, but but his compete and and his ability and his skill level is is has just been amazing as well. And and it's nice to see him. Get his his you know his just reward in terms of putting points on the board and and people are opening their eyes towards this guy. I mean he he can play on any championship team. He could have played on any Oiler Oiler team. He kind of reminds me of Craig Simpson, maybe uh, a little better skater, maybe his hands aren't quite as good as Simmers was uh, were. But um, man, he's he's a heck of a player and he's just had a great year and you know uh, we're 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 really happy to have him. I think. Those type of guys are even that much more critical in the playoffs. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, look forward to those guys having success.
0: And clearly underpaid now, right? You <laughs> stole them. You just absolutely stole them. Thieves. One more for me, Losey, and I want to take you back to your executive days. Um, I'm watching the general managers now uh, go through hoops to try to make trades, uh, the retention on salaries and three-way teams. And I'm just wondering how – a Kevin Lowe uh, would have handled uh, a flat cap and uh, uh, the rabbits that uh, needed to be yeah. pulled out of hats. <laughs> How would you have handled being a, gen- uh, a general manager trading under these uh, circumstances?
5: Oh, really difficult. But but the the buyers, or sorry, the sellers have taken full advantage of it. I mean, the, what the teams are paying is, it, to me has never been seen. I, I saw a tweet where, they said there's never been a deal before where there's been a, a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick in the same deal. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, even when the Oilers gave up for for Ekholm, I like him a lot as a player, but, um, you know, Barry was having a great year. I mean, the Oilers have the best play, uh, I think, uh, power play in, in NHL history, and Barry was a big part of that, and, and he was defending well, and uh, so he's certainly not a throw-in by any stretch, Schaefer's Schaefer in in Seattle. Reed Schaefer is a big six foot four kid who's going to have a good career. They gave up a first. I mean, in past years that probably would have been Barry and a first to get Ekholm, And, uh, this year, you know, you're throwing in another first. So I really, I really can't say what I would be doing. I mean, I haven't followed the cap constraints that teams have that I, that I, you know, obviously did when I was, was a general manager. So you don't really see the money, but, uh, no, you have to be able to make deals that and, and not be afraid of, of looking bad. Um, you know, the, the, the players, the fans are expecting the teams in their run to make deals and and so you gotta do what you gotta do. But the future of the organizations are gonna suffer because for the teams that don't have success, like Tampa has in the past, they're not gonna be able to, you know, point out, well, you know, we did what we had to do to try to get there. Unfortunately we didn't win. There's only one team that's gonna win. And there's going to be a lot of disappointment from many of those general managers who gave away all those assets.
0: Well, enjoy the game tonight, man. I, that building will be buzzing. And uh, if if this isn't as close as it gets to game one in the playoffs, I don't know what is, man. It's going to be a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's always great to have the Leafs out here. I mean, they have such a big following out west. And and uh, it really upsets the Oiter fans, you know. But uh, it makes for great entertainment in the building. So, and, the, you know, the, the, the Leafs have a wonderful team, so it's good. it's good. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Good time for the game. Thanks for doing this, Lozy.
5: Okay, boys. Nice chatting with you.
0: Thanks so much. Appreciate that it. That is Hall of Famer. Okay, six-time Stanley Cup champion. One he shared with me, Kevin Lowe.
1: He had six, huh? Six. So many. i seen a Sam before the show. Luke Shen got his two in Tampa. Can you imagine if he were to come here and get one, what, what it would do for his legacy?
2: The prodigal son returns. The prodigal son
1: returns. I mean, he'd be a hero. Um, One thing I wanted to touch on from that interview is I know Oilers fans, some faction of Oilers fans are upset about losing Tyson Berry.
0: Like he... Well, Kevin just talked about it. And, you know, you think about a guy that uh, is really good offensively but can hurt you defensively. and But you never really, like put one and one together for me anyways. I know I don't follow the Oilers like I follow the Leafs, yeah. but uh, number one power play in the league, number one maybe over the course of history, Barry's on it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a bigger hole than people are letting on.
1: Well, for sure, and that's a big thing, but I did want to point out that their power play pre-Barry was also unbelievable. Like McDavid and Drysdale drive that bus. You know, it's not that you can put anyone back there.
0: Yeah, I, yeah but, you know... Y- you can't, a lot of guys can screw it up too.
1: Yes, definitely. They could. So that'll be interesting. So I think Bouchard will take that role now. Jack Michaels, who, you know, he's a play-by-play guy for them, was tweeting that the Oilers power play pre-Barry was 29.5%, 4.5% better than any other team. And with Barry was 28.4%, 3.7%. His point was, it was fine before. Okay. It's been good. It doesn't, that doesn't tell us what it's going to be with Bouchard full-time. You're right that he could put a wrench in things, and they do lean on it pretty heavily, but I don't think the loss of Barry is going to take them from a 30% power no. play to a 20% power play.
0: Okay. I don't know. That my point no, is no. you're
1: not going to
2: miss him.
0: Connor's that good.
1: He's that
2: good. He's that good. Um, you mentioned the building is going to be buzzing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, more than one way. They're going to sell some beers tonight. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. Leaf fans in there. I over under fights in the crowd. I'm set at like a
0: hard four and a half. What would a ticket be going for in Edmonton? Would you like me to look that up? Midweek game. I could look that up. Just out of. It's no average game, Kipper.
1: No average game. Deadline week, big acquisition.
0: But money's tough these days. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Midweek would probably be a little easier on the wallet than say a Saturday night, I would think. For sure. Anyways, but.
1: People are surprised, I think, that at how well Ken Holland did in that deal.
0: He was taking a pretty I've, good beating on I, Twitter pre that I deal. I thought uh, it's kind of double edged sword too because we aren't talking about a guy even twenty eight or twenty nine, right? Who's that? Oh, in Echo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah. talking about a guy that's thirty two, right? With multi-years left this, on this his is deal. Muzzin.
1: It's the big bearded 32-year-old who brings size. And he'll give you a great playoff run or two. And then the last year or two, yeah. you hope he is, is playing. Yeah. It might be exactly, exactly Muzzin. Which is great if you're to Kevin's point,
0: year. it didn't cost them Broberg.
1: Yeah. They, I couldn't believe the praise for Broberg from Kevin Lowe. I did not. know uh, he thought he that highly him. He not said, "I don't, don't want to say Headman," but he's talking about the shape and style and yeah. whatever, you know.
0: But it's it's a tough build. Twenty. It's a tough build to to get. Hey, listen, there there are times when early in Headman's career, I talked to a few people, and they're like, eh. "From the Red Light In, offensively, the guy's brain dead." That's really? what one I remember one scout telling me he's offensively. He's brain dead. That yeah. he has no feel for for creating offense. When
1: he get 80 points the year he won the Norris or something?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about early in I his know career. What I'm saying, really early.
2: Yeah, it came around.
0: And it came around. Yeah.
2: Yeah, tough uh, to predict the development of some guys. So on the secondary market, I'm looking at the like the lowest price up in the bleeders. You're looking in the 260 to 300 Whoa, range. Oh, really? For like... The worst ticket in the house. That's fun. Like, middle of the ice, upper, upper tank, on Five? secondary market, 460. 460. Lower bowl. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm seeing 789 lower bowl. <laughs> I'm you seeing, imagine? I'm seeing, you know, 500, 900. What kind of money do you have to have to be like, yeah, swipe it?
0: Oil. Oil money. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of money. Yeah, oil
1: money. Yeah. <laughs> they are the yeah. Oilers. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're, they're our Oil people. But I, it's just going to be a hell of a game, and Oilers fans need this one. I I don't know if we know if Jack Campbell. Oh, starting. put in Jack, put in Jack, you cowards! But it could be a really long night for the Oilers fans. I'm if, calling them cowards if, if they don't. If Jack plays and he
0: gets lit uh, up, no announcement yet on starting goalie. I haven't seen anything. No.
1: I mean, it's almost what do we got? Four
0: o'clock here. Yeah. If they don't play Jack Campbell, isn't that everything? You, we need to know about how they feel about where he is right now.
1: Yeah. I haven't followed their game log, but it feels like he's getting the bulk of the starts again from Skinner. Is that fair? Does anyone know? I'm going to look this up here.
2: It uh, looks like he's playing tonight.
0: No, this one. Listen, you don't think Soup had this circled on his calendar okay. in September?
1: I'm going to give you Soup's last four games. 5-4 uh, loss, 5-4 well, loss, 6-5 loss,
2: 6-5 loss.
0: Yeah, that's not good. No. Brad May. Well, well, it's not
1: no, good. So
2: I'm seeing on the on the Oilers Twitter they put out, you know, it's always Campbell on playing against the Maple Leafs. It's fun to see buddies. And then I'm going to a different app, and I'm seeing that Skinner's confirmed. So I have no projected, expected. Okay. So I'm I would not like sure. to
1: clarify that Campbell's games before
2: that, he won like seven straight games. I put a little – I put a chart in the uh, – in the lineup today, two charts. Oh, charts! Uh, yeah, that uh, Jack an Campbell charity. and Ilya Samsonov seasons comparison. Jack Campbell has a three forty-eight goals against and an eight-eight-four save percentage, a seven seventy-four <laughs> high danger percentage, and a cap hit of five million. I can't
1: believe you put look at this chart. Campbell and Samsonov side by side, just to look at the goaltending beating the poor Campbell took here.
0: <laughs> from, You're so from, mean. Nine eighteen
1: for Samsonov. Two thirty goals against.
2: Eight ninety five high danger save percentage. That's really good. And he makes one point eight. I would absolutely, if I'm uh, Jay Woodcroft. I just forgot the coach of the Oilers there. If I'm Jay Woodcroft, there is zero percent chance I'm putting him in against the Leafs tonight. You've already got a a guy that's we've we've talked about his struggles with confidence and all that. Going up against his former squad in a building full of half half full of Leaf fans. Chanting soup when he's letting in goals. Like, uh, no, there's no way I'm putting him there. What does
0: it do to his confidence Leafs, when you Leafs don't let him, him play him up, tough spots? nothing 12 minutes yeah, in. No, no. I'm you not, want
1: him to win a Stanley Cup, no, fellas. You got to put, put him in the big spots. I'm not he putting him to, in tonight. <laughs> that doesn't help him. No. That doesn't help him in game seven. He needs the big moments.
0: No, no. no. He, you agree with me, Kip? You, you, you get Ekholm in your lineup tonight. Complete mulligan. The whole season's a mulligan for him. For who? For Campbell? You yes. Fresh start? Yeah. So
2: so then you would put him
0: in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. You guys
0: are nuts. No, You're no, gonna no. break them. You're gonna lose them for good. No, I'm 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 with you, JB. Yeah, put yeah. him in. Here
1: comes guy to shut it down in front of you. Oh, the how many shin taps is Eckholm gonna get from soup and oh, win in yeah. game one? Great play. Great okay. play.
0: Okay. We'll take a quick break. Electricity. Yes. We are fully in our second hour, which we means are. we're gonna get all of it. Broken down in Leaf Nation. And he does the pre and post. Stellick on tonight? Oh, yeah. We have the game on Sportsnet 590 The fan Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. It just keeps getting better and better. Gord Stellick after the break. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Real Kipper and Bourne. Breaking down the biggest
1: trends in hockey. The Hockey PDO cast with Dimitri Filipovich. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Comes the showstopper. Is it good to be a showstopper in radio? I don't know. (laughs) That's what I'm calling Gord Stellick. Okay, Sammy, we got him. We have Gordo. Dog
4: pound. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Hankey, Dwayne Ward, whatever. The showstopper.
0: (laughs) How are you? I'm set.
4: I'm outstanding. I'm Uh, outstanding. uh, You know. Have
0: you enjoyed the week so far, Gord?
4: I have. Well, I have. I have. And. you know, Kippy, you and I did trade deadline days before the salary cap era, when anything anything could happen on the the final day. So we we've seen more of late that it does happen earlier. There still will be things that'll happen on Friday, but I've certainly enjoyed the week on and off the ice.
0: Yeah, and uh, just uh, you know, you've covered the Leafs for a very long time, Gord. Uh, where do you where would you put Kyle Dubas's work compared to anything that you you can remember in the last little while? Well,
4: you know, this is the most active since uh, they uh, was, I guess, John Ferguson when, again, the last year of no salary cap, Brian Leach, Ron Francis, those kind of players, right? You know, which uh, made a difference in the playoffs. The the big thing is, Kippy and Justin, that Leafs weren't in the playoffs for so many years. So, it, you know, it wasn't what it was. It was like when Lou got Brian Boyle for a second round pick. You go, holy crap, they're going to be in the playoffs. So it's expected to be in the playoffs again and making those kind of trades. So certainly, you know, this is... Uh, probably Nick Foligno had a lot of hype as a one-off a couple of years ago, but uh, this, this is his best work. And I mean, you're giving up futures, but this is his best work. I mean, there's all the cliches, right? They got to swing for the fences, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And uh, they certainly seem to be doing that.
1: The days of getting Thomas Placanich feel so long ago.
4: (laughs) Oh, the turtleneck, the turtleneck. (laughs) Yeah. And with
1: Lou here, he had to shave that goatee. What a, what a crime. Um, (laughs) Do you still get excited at all? I know you've been around this game and this team for a bajillion years. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean that to sound like uh, make you sound old, Gord, but you've been around the team a bit now. Do you still get excited when there's all this action, all this movement, or is it just, uh, you know, another day at the office?
4: Well, it's never another day of the office, Justin, but, you know, so I, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, but I think people do get too excited. Like, it, like yeah. I, I mean, it's so sexy. It's so, like, everyone loves trades. They just love them. And that's not the way, you know, you, you know you're going to win because of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, yes. William D. Lander, Morgan Riley, T.J. Brody, and, you know, all, all, those, all those particular individuals and that. But it just, I don't know. There's some, and, and the trade deadline, it's the old thing about the insatiable appetite. That's why we have 24-7 radio. 24-7 TV when, you know, decades ago people wouldn't think you could sustain it. But they're, they're just, there's just an insatiable appetite for the sports fan. And, and nothing is sexier. Nothing gives you more optimism than, than a trade. And all of a sudden, you know, Jake McCabe right now is in, in consideration for the Norris Trophy. No, and, <laughs> I know. And, um, he's going to throw no, a pizza and, uh, in game two and everyone's going to be like, boo. On, on and on and on and on, you know. So, but I, I, uh, I do enjoy this time of year. I love when it's over as well that we don't keep because it, it gets a little, uh, you know, it gets a little bit over the top and, you know, and uh, and it's nice when you can close the door Friday at 3 p.m. and we can talk about other things.
0: You know, Gord, uh, you know, for our show all season long, uh, you know, we, we marveled at uh, a team that could hold itself into a top five all season long, but there was a strong wish list that we had had and we had, Spoken in great lengths over the course of the season, when it came to a a top six forward, a bottom six forward, a top uh, pairing D man or depth D. At, did did Kyle hit check all the boxes? Well,
4: he, he again, yeah, he checked all the boxes, but also it's like you can you can study better for exam, and then the end result still isn't the same. You still get what all of us in sports media got to see or something. You know, uh, you know that that. Uh, so, but he did, and I'll, I'll, so you got Ryan O'Reilly, top six. You know what? What got me, Kithy and Justin, as the year went on is, and I don't want to go like way back about Bo- Berg, Zezel, and Osborne. I guess that's too far back, but but a defined third line and fourth line, and I I just I just couldn't get excited about the makeup of of any of those lines. You know, starting with Dennis Mulgan at the start of the year and on and on and on. So I thought I think that's as important as anything with Sam Lafferty and Noah Cherry that you've got more options on those two particular lines. And then the big thing on D is, okay, so you get some depth in D, and also with, with Jake McCabe now. So you're looking at in the playoffs, so you've got McCabe, Brody, Riley, and Giordano, and basically those four guys can play about 48 minutes, and then your five and six can play 12 minutes. I mean, the the, the Blackhawks did that a few years ago that they – they sneak Kimo Timon and on for an offensive zone face-off, basically. I think they had 3D, mm-hmm. you know, going all the way. So, I, uh, so I, I like that part in many, many ways. Again, again, I'm really happy the way the goaltending's played out during the regular season. I'd rather have Andre Vasilevsky on our team or Curtis Joseph or Ed Belfour, but we don't in Toronto right now. So that, you know, it's, uh, Jordan Binnington won a Stanley Cup a few years ago. Um, you know, other non-Vesna Trophy goaltenders have have, uh, have played well in the playoffs. And, you know, that's the one thing I still don't know it's not playoff proven at this particular point, or Matt Murray anyway, not for the last couple of years. But to answer your question, Kiffy, Kyle Dubas definitely did check all the boxes.
1: So there's a number of things that I imagine Leafs fans, and in particular Dubas and Keith, will want to see from this Toronto Maple Leafs team with their new additions before they get to playoffs. Like, we're going to want to see... O'Reilly, Tavares, Matthews is one, two, three centers. We're gonna want to see, you know, there's 90 now. We're gonna want to see them all get some run. Gustafson run a power play. What do you want to see most? What what of the potential things the Leafs can do now interests you the very
4: most? Well, I I think the you know the the one is as well that I know because you have this um, you know you're kind of home and cooled out as far as making the playoffs. I do think it's still an important goal to try to get home ice advantage Mm -hmm. that. Particularly against Tampa Bay, it seems it's rather significant. So, in doing all those other things, I mean, still the ultimate goal is to carry at this pace that you've been for most of the season ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, you know, I, I, Justin, I'm really, uh, it's it is interesting about during the playoffs. do You then you go three deep with the centerman. Is that more important versus kind of the two super lines when you know John Tavares was is has been the guy that kind of acquiesced and got put on the wing in that line. So I, I do want to see the differences there that. Okay, with three lines, is there not an appreciable drop off? Is it actually a more effective way that you could go out and you can, you know, maybe check their big line and you know. So I want to see that uh, uh, again. Uh, I do want to see the eyeball test more about Jake McCabe. I mean, I've liked with the, seeing him with a very bad uh, Chicago Blackhawk team and that. But just as far as that evolves, uh, I I want to see what Morgan Riley's all about. He's not obviously he wasn't added by a trade, but just you know he's a guy. I'm, I'm I'm very bullish on Morgan Riley, but he's a bit of a lightning rod that there's been times where he's been the next tier below Norris trophy consideration versus a guy who's been a little bit inconsistent. So I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that the D, the D come together like that, you know, in, in, in that respect. So uh, I, I want to see that. And again, I don't know what to say about the goaltending. I, I mean, I've seen what I've liked about the goaltending. Uh, if it starts to go South, it's, it's too, too late. You got to go with what you have right now, but uh, I do want to, uh, I, I hope there's remains a consistency in the goaltending and then about the energy that Achari and, and Lafferty bring. I mean, I assume that's what we've seen it with Achari for a few games already. And I, and, and, I want to, and I want to see exactly, how does it shake out that you get the third line that you're the most comfortable with and, and the fourth line that can, you know, be that odd energy line, because that's something they've never had in the playoffs like a third or fourth line. That's been a bit of a difference maker.
0: We're talking to Gord Stellick, Leaf Nation pre- and post-game, former Leaf general manager, gearing up for big tilt Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, talking about uh, earlier about checking all the boxes. We've seen Kyle Dubas in the past pull out a David Riddich for a third-round pick. If there's anything out there like that, would you, would you do it or would you just... Uh, Hope and, prayer, uh, and pray that uh, Matt Murray stays healthy enough to at least give you that type of look going into the playoffs.
4: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. One of the more personal guys, if you ever get him on radio, is Jeff Zatkoff, right? And he was a third stringer that got a playoff start out of the blue the year the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. You now, Kippy and Justin, uh, you know, um, again, what's the accurate read on Joe Wall? It, it seems like this is the year that, based on merit, in the american hockey league you know just like whether it's swayman in boston or someone you know when you play really well at the AHL level that it seems based on merit you, you feel like you're on the verge of making it to the nhl so I, I i don't know what is better like would a david riddick be better this year than that as the number three again again i'm assuming matt murray like it like if matt murray's got, if you got the heebie-jeebies about his health well then you're talking about joe wall possibly being a number two and then you're really need to add somebody in depth. Do you guys think Jonathan Quick's gonna stay in Columbus? Do you not think they're gonna eat fifty percent of his money and flip him somewhere? You know, like right. I can't see that. Yeah, you know, like I can't see that being the final spot for Jonathan Quick, uh Kippy and Justin. Like, you know, I I you know, so I, I wouldn't hey, if you're trying to check all the boxes and you want to check the depth goaltending box for whatever the round pick it is. I mean, it shouldn't be overly significant. I'm like, I'm okay with that. But, you know, it proved to be a non-factor with David Riddick when you're out in the first round. Goaltending depth didn't matter.
1: You know, well, yeah, it's um, it's going to be fascinating to see this Leafs team, the way they're constructed now, Gord. A little bit more aggressive, um, fast, forechecking type team. You know, we've been chatting about Tampa Bay, you know, the first round opponent. This is a rare opportunity to build a team to contend with another team, right? I know, you know, talking to Kipper, he'd rather see them build to win four rounds, not one. But for Dubas, there's certainly one big hurdle here before they can even think about doing that. How do you like the way they look against Tampa's defense? Because I feel like with Chernak hurt all the time, Bogosian's up, Purbix is in, Flurry's in, Cole's in. Like, is it maybe the one area... Where the Leafs can get to Tampa a little bit?
4: Well, yeah, and you know, Justin, I mean, just like Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaitel, Marner, and Matthews are, and are those guys that really are built for four rounds? Like you know, just that based on talent, you know, they're built to go. You'd hope all the way at some point, but to get to the, to get to the minutia of Tampa Bay, I I, I don't disagree with uh, what you're saying, and uh, that they've been like, they've been good pickups. Considering the opponent, I'll tell you, you know, so and and you just cited it a bit on you know the on on the defensive side. Like, I mean, God, the New York Rangers have a have a scarier defense than Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay's got Stanley Cup rings, which is a which is an intangible. And I'll tell you another one, and it, it, it's a little one. We always talk about Boston getting older. Now they still have the Charlie McAvoy's of the world, a bunch of younger guys. So that's it, a bit of a misnomer. But they've shown as they've got older, they they haven't got old, right? And it's, you know, it's having a phenomenal season. And and in T- Tampa Bay's case, you know, a lot of their guys are in their early 30s, which isn't old, but the Leaf guys, man, they're hitting the mid-20s. They're prime, right? You know, just so I don't know if that becomes a little bit of a factor as well, you know, uh, incrementally swinging in the Leafs' favor. A seven-game series last year, if they could have scored in overtime in game seven when they outshot Tampa Bay, if they could get that Nick Paul goal from someone comparable and, they seem to enhance their chances by upgrading their third and fourth line. So that's what you're talking about. And again, you know, uh, I like doing that. Does it, does it make me feel better against Tampa Bay? I don't know what the word is. I guess, I, I guess it seems to be, it seems to be as an arm race that you've, you've loaded yourself up with more weapons. Um, how they get fired remains to be seen, but, uh, but I, I don't disagree with that strategy, that philosophy.
0: Two of the bigger names on the Leafs, Morgan Riley, as you just mentioned, and Austin Matthews uh, have have had peaks and valleys all season long in their game. If if that trend continues for the next 20, 22 games, Gord, is there any concern at all for this roster going into game one? Or have they done enough in the past to just give them the benefit of the doubt that they will be ready?
4: Right, boy, boy, if they're not... <laughs> If they're not ready, what can you say? I I I'd say give them the I absolutely give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Morgan Riley goes way back. I mean, he's experienced all those killer losses. It's not even that you lost playoff series; you've always lost in the deciding game. Like it's almost unprecedented. I don't know other comparables in in that regard. And you know, you forget Austin Matthews. In a lot of ways, one of the losses on um, the one of the early losses to Boston could be thrown at Mike Babcock for deciding he was going to do it his way and. Austin Matthews would get less time than Thomas Placanek or whatever, you know, just uh, those kind of things. So they've seen a lot and they've also seen guys coming up with their worst games, generally goaltenders in a deciding game or Jake Gardner in the deciding game uh, last year really wasn't the case in that regard. So I, I got to think, you know, I, I've loved the regular season they've had. I got to think they're loaded for bear all ready to go. And I I'm tired of the built-in excuse that, Oh my God, the poor Leafs have to play Tampa Bay. Like, as they talk about it, you know, they had Montreal and Columbus in consecutive years, and they blew that opportunity. And if you're going to win it all, if you're going to go deep, you've got to beat good teams. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit, it shouldn't be the case you meet a team like Tampa Bay in the first round, but cry me a river if you lost. I, I uh, you know, know more about the handshakes being a little firmer, a little bit more sincere. It's time.
1: Gord, why do you think things are happening earlier? Why do you think there's this weird run right now? Like there's not much left. Your years of covering the deadline, is it? Is there anything that stands out for you that would be the impetus for this sort of early run here?
4: Well, Justin the caps kind of twisted it that way for a number of years just because, you know, you can't wake up on draft day. And and again, I'm 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 going back a lot of years, but to go back cuz David Poyles just retired with the National Predators, but there was a trade like 30 years ago, that uh, David Poyle woke up as general manager of Washington. Jack Ferrar was general manager of Minnesota. They had not discussed this deal, and they made a two-for-two deal. Let me get it right here. Uh, Dino Cicerelli heading to Washington along with Bob Rouse from Minnesota and Larry Murphy and Mike Gartner going to Minnesota. You're talking three Hall of Famers of the four, right? And now... In the in the cap era, you can't you know, you, you can't leave that to eleventh hour. Look look all look at all that went into the Patrick Kane acquisition. Look at all that Brandon Pridham's had to do with the Toronto Maple Leafs to make them cap compliant. So that's just not possible. And the other thing, though, so Justin is just this. Um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out: did it happen overnight that the East became so dominant? Like I, don't I knew know. that it, you know, like the West was dominant for years. and I knew there was trending back in the other direction, but I just think that's been a factor as well that. The East is a beast, and uh, you know, and and GMs have really responded in kind about, you know, the Rangers get Tarasenko, then Boston does something, and Toronto does something, and you know, every every everybody's got to get in with a move or two because, and and that's why in the West, I'm I'm curious if someone might go might not go bigger in the West because you know there's a pretty wide open opportunity to seize to try to get to the final.
0: Gord, do you think if you showed cojones as big as Kyle Dubas this week, you would still be the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs?
4: Well, I prefer Chuck Swirsky's page, uh, uh, phrase onions, okay? And uh, <laughs> trust me, in dealing with uh, uh, Harold Ballard, I'm, I'm satisfied about the size of my onions. And uh, I, did, uh, I, I, I did get two first-round picks in a trade uh, for Ken Reggett. Um unfortunately nice. decades later it's still the joke about our scouting staff didn't go further than Belleville uh as far as having three first routers that year. So anyway, I've uh, Kiffy, uh I, I wish I had year 6 having onions or whatever it was in that regard, but <laughs> I, 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 What's what's your worst trade
0: Gordon? What was your worst?
4: Oh gosh, I was walking on Young Street um in the summer with a friend and a car drove by and someone yelled something at me. And my friend said, "What did this person yell at you?" And I said, "He yelled, cordic for Cortno.' Okay, like I mean, <laughs> okay. I used to, like all a right. beautiful uh, yeah. summer okay. day as I'm walking to grab a coffee. So anyway, the upside is I'm still noticed, right? That's the upside, as <laughs> you know, like they don't know Floyd Smith or John Ferguson or all the others, Mike Smith or whatever. So anyway, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that 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 is something I will wear to my grave. That's so all,
0: hey, uh, listen." I, how about how about one that you turned down that you you, you regret? You remember any of those? I uh, oh well, because we
4: weren't a winning team at that time. I'm I'm actually more pleased about the vultures moved in like crazy about thinking they could get you know and, and uh, I, I you know and it's funny before before we traded Russ uh, to Montreal a year later. I remember Pat Quinn like gave me a scolding that. It got out the Garth Butcher, you know, the Garth Butcher for Russ Cordo perspective trade and all that, which we didn't pitch in that. So I, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I kind of like I don't I, I don't really remember anything that I turned down. I, I more remember I'm, I'm happy I turned down more because when you particularly when there was no cap back then, like you're in a lot of ways dealing in a disadvantage, you know, going on, I. I'm happy about him. Hey, hey, I'm I sound like I'm testifying in court here, but you got, 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 Rob, Ram, got Rob Ramage for a second-round pick, and then uh, Louis Francesetti for a fifth-round pick, and he got 21 goals that year or that. So, you know, little, little things along the way, you know, but uh, nothing I'm going to put on my tombstone. Nice. Actually, I'm going to get cremated so I don't have a tombstone, so don't worry about it.
0: No dried-up shriveled raisins on that one, Gord. <laughs> that's it. That's it. 100%. All right, pal. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Gordo. Hey, hey thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. The big kahuna, Gord <laughs> Stalick. The kahuna with the cojones. Yes. <laughs> he uh, seems fairly confident. Uh, he doesn't expect anything to happen in between the pipes for the leaves.
1: Yeah, he's nuts. It's got to happen. By the way, is there any GM in history with no awful trades? Like, it's impossible to do the job. If you have any sort a, of stones without mm, getting hey, something wrong.
0: When it comes to percentages, just think baseball. That you hit, th- you hit the ball three times out of ten. Hall you, of fam- you can be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah. three out of ten. Yeah. Not five, not seven. Get a few right. Trays are probably the same way. I don't know if that math checks out. <laughs> three out of ten? You're not going to the GM Hall of Fame? you got to win a few. Three out of 10 I got to
1: win a few pretty significantly
0: for the three. All nine. right, maybe it's bad news in baseball <laughs> on that. Wow. Great day. God, it's got to be nerve-wracking, eh, for general managers, knowing that like, decisions like that can alter like, oh, yeah. years, your, your career, future all of it.
1: employment. And like you're tied to things you did in previous jobs. Like usually if you mess up in your first job washing dishes at Boston Pizza, that would be me. Um, you know, you can live oh, that
2: down. You were an aquatic technician as well? Buddy. I also was. Nice, yeah, I delivered nice. pizza there as well. I oh, yeah. worked my way up to waiting it, tables. Listen, if there was no stigma, I'd still be delivering pizza, voice. Now, What I job. loved it. Best what job it, I ever had outside of this one.
1: I did it in a couple places. What a, what a oh, career it should be.
2: It's a great job. Anyway. The restaurant business? No, delivering, oh, delivering pizza, pizza specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just driving around listening to tunes. Yeah, that's why. People I, throwing you toonies. That's perfect. why I do this. Because <laughs> I would listen, I would drive around all day long listening to the fan. Listening to Kipper on uh, Hockey Central at noon. Yeah. And I was like, I one day want to be on the radio
0: with Nick Kipper. Oh, you play your wow. cards right. That could happen What a one story. Day. What a story. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I honestly. Yeah. And then you get there, and it's like. No, it's lived out to the expectation. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Well, some days you get days <laughs> like I, yesterday, and it is as good as it gets. I always told you that one of my favorite stories, uh I'm playing with Ray Ferraro in New York, and... Coaches are coming in doing the pregame, and then there's Dick Todd, one of the associate's coaches, eh? and he's talking about uh, our segments to, to win money, and then he ends it with, okay, boys, peckers in the air. Okay. And Ray Furrer looks at me straight-faced and goes, you know, you work your whole life to get to the NHL, and that's the help you get.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, oh, yeah. you're thinking you're going to get top Get this Right, it's a science. This is the NHL, the greatest league in the world. And all you're just told is to get on the ice with your peckers in the air.
1: (laughs) That don't make no sense. I I will say that frustrated me throughout my career. It was a constant source of anguish with me. was that, you know, having a coach with his hand down his pants and his belt buckle undone, (laughs) standing in front of the room with a bottle of chew spit beside him, you know, weighing in on something. And and, then, you know, you're down 2-1. But you've been playing fantastic. He doesn't see anything but the score and he's going, Ah, oh, I need someone in this room to go get in their face And you're like, God damn it, like get <laughs> a little bit of thought, some strategy here. All you know. Right.
0: But No, I was just gonna say, uh Yeah, we're done ripping the, the league on uh <laughs> Well, it is human. On, yeah, it's no, human no, at the end yeah, of the day. For sure. You know We're just tongue-in-cheek in in this thing for sure there are some good coaches in the nhl you you, you you do do get some good feedback yes
1: we suck we (laughs) haven't forechecked we haven't done anything
0: (laughs) we suck all right anywhere you want to go in particular i I just created a. I created a fake trade oh hold
1: on hold on really it did that's where fake trade wednesdays i know okay it's gonna
2: be past the trade deadline friday
1: do we want to take credit for the lars eller trade that we called or that kipper called in the show two days ago First or do sure. we take the that, take no, the victory was,
0: lap? That was written a while ago.
2: Like that pickup for them. Good playoff performer.
0: Oh no, this guy's a pro for sure. And just watching him, covering him during their Stanley Cup run. He's a big part of that in win. Washington. Big part of that win. He was a stud. So I, I think that's a very good pickup for Colorado, who might start be start to to shape into maybe yeah. signs that they might legitimately take a run at uh, defending. The uh, beat writer for them, Peter Baugh,
1: who we've had on this show before, tweeted out their fully hypo- or fully healthy hypothetical lines in Colorado. Lekkanen, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landis Comfort, Nechushkin, yes. Nieto, Newhook, Rodriguez, Cogliano, Eller, O'Connor.
2: Yeah, that seems so like a team. Elite. Going to-, going to the cup final again, elite, probably. right? So Landis uh, And then
1: Makar, Will come Hansen. on
0: after... The trade deadline. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think that'll happen. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's saying he's healthy now. They should put him on now.
1: Yeah, yeah, put him in. No, I, I I think they'll work their way around the cap as best they can.
2: Eller's a little greasy, too. Yeah. He's got a little dirtiness to his game, which you need in the playoffs. He does.
0: Yeah. He need. does. Okay, so, like, what's left here, What, for guys, the fake trade Friday? We, the Wednesday? We just down to uh, Chikrin. really is... Boy, the last. G- g- give me another name.
2: All right, I will.
1: You
0: see Soros in my trade. There's no sense that they're going to do anything there. Okay. I don't know. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi they, from I, I Detroit. I mentioned that a long time ago. I know. Like when you sell, sell. Yeah. How old Soros, 27? Yeah. He's older. Uh, yeah, they might want to keep him. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. he, is names. 20, he is 27. I'm going to give you some names.
1: Tyler Bertuzzi from Detroit. Like him. Back in play. JVR? No, no thanks.
0: Doesn't excite me.
1: Doesn't excite me either. Uh, Joel Edmondson, Cam Talbot, Shane Goss to spare, Brock Besser, uh, Nick Bustad, Max Domi. Oh, man, this is, Besser,
0: thin. this is thin. Besser's got two more years at 625, if I'm not mistaken. He does, yep. So you're going to have to get New Jersey, Minnesota to eat 20, 25% of that. Um, trade has happened.
2: Oh. Shane Goss to spare. Mm. This is just the most Shane Gossespierre destination of all time.
1: Oh, let me guess it.
2: Uh, San Jose. No, it's a contender.
1: <laughs> all right, go ahead.
2: <laughs> Hold Carolina. On.
1: Carolina,
0: for hey? a third. For yeah, a that's run, a Carolina move. Classic, it is such a Carolina classic move. Classic
2: Carolina. Charts love him. He can move the puck. Yeah. Can't move a lot of bodies.
1: Yeah,
0: that doesn't excite me at all. No.
1: Carolina is flailing to keep up the East.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so
1: exactly. What we're...
0: Where do you envision Chickering going? I, I had maintained Ottawa. for the last little while that there's a decent chance that he could stay.
1: If I'm Jacob Chickering, I'm like, uh,
0: can
2: you hold out? Can you
1: just he stop playing for your so team? He so
0: sour. I'm not really,
2: how could so, you not be sour? The guy's been out since June. and he held out. Yeah, and I've
1: heard... You know, as other people have mentioned, too, that like there have been deals in place. And Kipper, you had had talked about the one with L.A. once upon a time that have been agreed upon
0: between. That's your information? Yeah. See, that's so that warms my heart because, uh, yeah, I mean, totally heard that. And then the plug get pulled, I think, by ownership.
1: You know, like not liking the money that they'd have to pay. It sounds like things are tight there in Arizona. yes, And not a good way.
0: I'm not leaving. Uh, does Chickren <laughs> to Pittsburgh make sense for you guys? Yeah. Yes. Because that's a bit of a rumbling right now. I could see that happening for sure. It's Pittsburgh. And
2: they, they waved a couple guys yesterday for cap stuff. They waved They were McGinn. talking about they on the Friedman. Miller and Besser
1: guy. Like They're looking to get a player here.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What about Ryan McDonough to Pittsburgh? 6.75, three more years. Veteran guy to go with their veteran. Too much money, maybe?
0: Ah. Uh, God, I like him with two other really good guys.
1: Yeah, you like him as your third best defenseman. Yes,
0: yeah. I do. At his age and the mileage that he's had, I would think that it probably would just be too much weight on his shoulders there.
1: This is the most insane trade, trade deadline I've ever seen that we're talking about Chikrin. And then after that, it's like, I don't know that there's an impactful player left. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, like is JVR making moving the needle for anyone? And then, like, he, great player, great career, but you'd need he's
0: yeah he's finishing a seven a million dollar contract.
1: Uh, yeah, JVR is has yeah seven million dollar contract so expires this year, but need a third team there, don't you? Probably, no one wants three and a half schmill. Yeah, you're at least looking for
0: fifty percent. Does. Gibson, and maybe Stel- interesting. G- Gord Stellick mentioned Gibson, and I can't oh, recall. Is it three or four years? That's a long time left. Four more years? I think so. Let me just at it. six two five. Can you get anybody to pick up fifty or twenty five percent of that? Like you want? You want to do retention? Yeah, like, like double. Like Anaheim would be excited to pick up. Fifty percent of that for four more years. He, he makes six point four until twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of money. No thanks. That's a lot of money. It is.
1: Yeah, Uh it's. Yapriko is another name that I guess might be interesting. I don't know. So is is
0: Jersey and Carolina comfortable?
1: Carolina, Carolina is has had great teams, and you know we've had we've heard from numerous people. That they have been loath to give up an asset. They want people to come in, play on entry levels cheap. You know, they don't want to take any risks, spend any extra money, and they're going to blow a window. A good window is a great team because they failed to get Timo Meyer. They failed to get the big fish.
2: This is setting up to be a very Carolina Hurricanes season again, where they're they're great. They're losing the second round. Absolutely elite. Yeah. They're elite. They're yeah. they're ahead of the Leafs. They're top five team in the league. They're top three team in the league. Maybe there's a the second team in the league. Yeah. Regardless, they just still for me, they don't move the needle. Like I wouldn't be picking them Mid. against anyone.
1: It's it's a lack of game breakers, right? Like when you look at their team and they they have a lot of good players, but like they don't have McDavid and Drysaddle or Matthews and Marner or Kucherov and Hedman or you know whoever you think your two superstars are, Panarin and. Zabinajad and on and on,
2: like Svechnikov's good. Okay, Sammy, so, like, did you notice if, if the playoffs started today, they're playing the New York Islanders in the first round? I think it's a good series to me. I'm not, I'm picking maybe the Canes in like six or seven. Yeah, like that's a that's a game a series with an elite goalie for the Islanders, gritty team that's built for the playoffs. Like
0: that's no walk. Did you uh, mm. notice last night that you may have? Jinxed Nick Felino. Did you see? Yeah, you broke Foligno. his back last night. Eh? What did you see Felino come off the ice last night? A little ginger. Oh yeah, I was dozing. boys. And I think I hope it's not serious. Me too. But it didn't look very good.
1: It, it was actually so they said on the broadcast. I think they said leg, but it did look like an awkward kind of.
0: I'm like, I would feel horrible for him. Yeah, we we've been talking him up. For he days. was. He was just in the zone for the Boston Bruins. But did we even mention Dmitry Orlov? Went into Boston,
1: scores, scores, backdoor primary assist. They win 3-4-3. Three three. He was unbelievable. Did you do the game last night? I did, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He was.
0: Uh, but this was like his best game in 10 years. It's uh, uh, Zadorov who stepped up yeah. on the, on the five-minute-to-go game. And I love, I love a big hit as much as anyone. Uh, but that's not the time to step up. No, you didn't think. I, no. I
1: mean, to me, it was like if everyone else had kept playing, but everyone on there, his team was like,
0: whoa, cool hit. He, he Dubay, stopped coming back. Did, did Dubé collide as well in that? An- he, to, another he took one play, of his players. Yeah,
1: another player of his got wiped out, so he took out so, his to own that, guy.
2: Interesting trade just came in here, too. Oh, uh, this, this is the best. This is from uh, Chris Johnson saying that the uh, Canucks have acquired Philip Hronick. Oh, really? And From four- Detroit? And a fourth rounder for a conditional 2023 first, the New York Islanders pick, I guess, that they got in the Horvat trade, and a 2023 second rounder. So Detroit's selling. But Veronica's oh, yeah. a good player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Isn't he pretty young? Like, yeah. How old, Sammy? I'm looking at it right now. 24? He is a 25-year-old man. Who now,
0: has what's his contract situation? I'm looking it up right now. That's all you need to know.
1: Uh, interesting on Detroit. You know, I am glad we're getting to talk with Detroit. That is the most embarrassing two game showing. I can yeah. recall seeing with your season oh, on the pissed. line playoffs in the pissed. mix. Ottawa comes in and I mean, absolutely Smokes bullies you. you six, two, but, six, one, sit hey, down.
0: I, I, and, and you got Brady Kachuk on a, hey, uh, uh, come on. Who's, who's there? Someone do something. My, and you just sit there with your embarrassing. One of my best buddies, Keegan, uh,
2: he texted me this morning. He said uh, he's a diehard Red Wings fan. He texted me this morning. He said uh, Brady Kachuk is our daddy.
0: Yes, he owns yep. them. He of dried stop. up, shriveled raisins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Detroit chose. So Heronic makes 4.4 this year and next, and then he's the RFA after that. That's great. So and oh by the way, they did sign uh, Dylan Mark into an eight-year and contract oh, by extension the way,
0: today. Which we Stevie Eiserman got his hometown discount. Yeah,
1: nine was kind of the number. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Eight,
0: seven? Eight, seven, So, yeah. yeah, nine, nine, two, five. He saved he saved uh, half a mil off the year for a hometown discount, which I don't blame him. Take it.
1: Yeah, and you know If you're Dylan Larkin, you're
0: I don't not, mean... You're, you, you don't care about the half a million to stay home.
1: Yeah, you get to be the guy. You're going to be a lifelong Red Wing. You're going to yeah. be a part of this when it starts going the right Mr. way. Mr. Michigan. Yeah, until they trade you Worked with half of your well. left in your contract like John Quick, but that's kind of a weird trade for the Canucks. Like you're giving up a
2: furt. like just draft somebody.
1: I think it's their way of looking at it like we turn Bo Horvat into a 25-year-old right D with control who's an RFA
2: after like I, guess. I like that. I don't know. Um, Heronic was the guy that uh, Ryan
0: Reeves annihilated that one time. I just don't know where they where, where they going in 2 years. Vancouver
2: you know he's he's
1: 25 though like if he's 27 to 32 you know like you expect right. to be a good player
0: that's a weird one yeah I'm I'm going after the 21 yeah, 22 year old though I am
1: I, I guess it depends yeah you, you depending on what sort of window but no nah, I don't agree I, I think he's he's gonna be good he has got some runway for okay. them I don't know I mean right. he's got 38 points this year yeah. as a guy who's you know they a right shot guy who are tough to come by I, I see your point. I see your point that he's not a prospect. He's had like, a lot of minuses. You know, in his oh my god, there, Detroit's been
0: terrible. There, there is windows that you you want a core group to to come up together with. Which is why
1: Chicago to me is too far off. They're trying to be good in twenty twenty eight.
0: Yeah, maybe oh, they are really far off. Wait. Yeah, they're five years away. Yeah, five years away. Five All right, Toronto, Edmonton. Edmonton. Give me Man, uh, show over? give Jeez. me some numbers tonight, guys.
2: No idea.
1: So. I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna get killed for this, but Edmonton. No, the Leafs have gone in there and they spanked. They've spanked them. They've spanked them. They, you remember in the bubble, they went there and beat them three
2: straight times.
1: I feel I don't know what their head to head. is. I have in, it
2: in front of me. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid head to head. In the team what, records, the team record, team record, the team record is when those two. Uh, Austin probably missed some games, so Austin Matthews' record is ten two and
0: two. Yeah. against the Oilers, Sarah they had okay. their number, brother. Love it. Listen, it's going to continue tonight. You know, yeah. You, you want to do head to head? Do Marner and McDavid? I don't Aren't have Marner's that in front of me. numbers are off the charts too. I think against, against the Oilers, Oilers. Yeah. What do you like? Really... It's automatic. It's Matthews versus McDavid. Because okay, because I, I think dance. it switched this year. No, I think it's Marner versus McDavid.
2: No. Oh, and that's the end of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys still no, not enough love for Marner. All right, give me a score, JB. 2 1. 2 1. Stop it. Defense. Our thanks to Kevin Lowe and Gord Stelectricity. We're back tomorrow. Enjoy the hockey game, everybody.